Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you all. God loves you. And we are overwhelmed by the outpouring of your hospitality and your love toward us this weekend. Yesterday was absolutely spectacular. It was awesome. Thank you, Pastor Vern and Alicia and your sister Brenda. Is she here with us today? She's not here with us, but just did a fantastic job catering. And uh, so we're, our hearts are full. I was still awake at 2 o'clock this morning. And I thought, why am I awake? I never stay awake. I hit the pillow and I go to sleep. <laughs> but I realized I was just overstimulated with the overwhelming outpouring of your love. So just rehearsing all the conversations that I had that we had and, and just the kind, beautiful words that were spoken by you all to us and the gracious gifts. And again, so we're just, our hearts are full. So we have a, and a, a full agenda here this morning that we want to stick to somewhat. I guess the, the Eagles game is not till 8.30 tonight, so we're, <laughs> we're really in good shape. Just a disclaimer, that photo with the Eagles jersey, that was uh, Deborah Kahende, I think, pulled that prank on me. I believe that had to be Deborah. But uh, anyway, really doesn't matter what time the game is because uh, you all don't want to watch it. <laughs> Praise God. Well, as you saw in the beginning of that video, Acts 20, 24. In my Bible, if you're opening it up, and I have written it at that particular verse, I have, I have above it, my life verse. Some decades ago, I was in a meeting somewhere, and the minister was teaching and said, it's important that you have a life verse, meaning that you have a certain verse in the Bible that's an anchor verse. It's a go-to verse for you. It's the one that keeps you going when... You don't want to keep going. It's the one that gets you started even before you realize what direction you were going into. And for me, it was Acts chapter 20, 24. So if you could pull that verse up, you have it up there. But uh, this is the Apostle Paul. And uh, he's had, a, he's had a, a leadership conference of the elders and ministers of, of the church of Ephesus. And he's giving them some, uh, some final words of encouragement because he's going to be leaving to go to another region. And, but uh, he's sharing this with them. He's given some of his testimony of how some of the things that he had experienced in ministry in, in the previous verses. Uh, but then he gets into verse 24 and talks about all, the, all the, the chains and the tribulations and the things that I've gone through in life. He said, none of those things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself that I may finish my race. And as I mentioned on that video, when I had that life verse, but for many decades, I would just, you know, people say, what's your life verse? I'd say, well, it's Acts 20, 24. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my goal is, is, to, is to run the race that is set before me. And that's how I would paraphrase it, run the race. But back in uh, the end of 2018, when Nancy and I had the privilege of having a, a, a sabbatical, I was reading uh, through the book of Acts. And that particular morning, this verse slept off. It, it, uh, just, it, it stood out different than it ever had before. And I saw it different. I actually saw it accurately. I wasn't reading it or even had it memorized accurately. But it said, so that I may finish my race. Everyone say finish. finish. And it's my race. And so... Uh, I just want to emphasize that people are saying, well, is there such a thing as retirement for ministers of the gospel? We don't see that in the Bible, et cetera, et cetera. Those that want me to stay here until they watch me being let off. <laughs> <laughs> I choose to go on my terms. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
But nonetheless, I'm not retiring from who I am, from whom God has called me to be. I'm retiring as, as pastor president of Grace Church. And so I'm still Ray, I'm still Pastor Ray, I'm still P. Ray, I'm still Dad, I'm still Grandfather, I'm still all the things that I always was. So uh, minus the Pastor President of, of Grace Church. But it, uh, Paul said here that he wants to finish the race with joy and the ministry which he received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And that's been the foundation for Grace Church. That's, the, you know, we, we get the title, Grace Fellowship Church of Reading. That's the original title of, of the church. But in, in October of 1983, I came up into Berks County. My, I talked to Pastor Sam that morning, and I, I shared my vision with Pastor Sam and told him I have a vision to start a church in the Berks County area. And he said, wow. He said, you need to go up there tonight. I was, it was on a Tuesday morning. He said, you should go up there tonight. He said, we have a home group, a Bible study that meets on Tuesday nights. And they've been praying for a pastor. He said, but I couldn't think of anyone. I, I, he said, I thought you were content with where you were and what you were doing. And uh, your name didn't come up on my radar. He said, but this is exciting. Why don't you go introduce yourself to this group? Share your vision with them. So I did that. I came up on Tuesday night, and uh, Becky Thomas is sitting right here. It was Becky Thomas's house, uh, uh, Jim, your parents' home, Jim and Lois Wagner. Uh, I remember the bi-level home with the shag red carpet in 1983. That was pretty cool, red shag carpet. And so I thought, well, this is a nice house. <laughs> but I go in there, and there's a group of people sitting around the perimeter of the, of the living, of the family room in, in the basement area. And I come in, and uh, Charles Good was with me, and uh, introduced ourselves. And, of course, these people just thought we were someone from the community that found out about the Bible study. We were just coming to join the Bible study. They had no idea that I was here, that I was there to share my vision for pioneering a church. And then... They had their greetings and welcoming people, and then the lady that was in charge of the Bible study, she opened up with prayer, and then she said, now, we're supposed to be following the pastor's message from Sunday morning, do a follow-up on it, but this morning I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that, let's not do that tonight, let's go ahead and talk about vision. So tonight I'd like for us to talk about vision, and especially where do we see ourselves like in six months from now? And my heart's just... Pounding. So they go around the room and talk about their vision, where, where they see themselves. And there's a group of people that, again, they had been, uh, some of them had been commuting from Berks all the way over to Leola to the worship center for church. Others were going to local churches here, but they were entertaining the idea why can't we have a church here? So they go all the way around the room. I was the last person. I introduced myself. I said, I met with, uh, I had breakfast with my pastor this morning, Pastor Sam. Many of you know him. And Sam used to come up to this particular meeting, uh, home group, and teach occasionally. And so I said, I had breakfast with him, shared my vision with him. And I said, my vision is to, uh, to come into this area and to pioneer a church. That was October of 1983. And so... Uh, they were like taken back by it. And I always said, it's like, I don't want to ever be a salesperson in Berks County, nor in Lancaster County, because the, the, the overwhelming response to that almost made me want to not come. It was like, oh. Like, I never thought about that. I said, yes, you did. You were just talking about it. But anyway, that response, but one, thankfully one lady was really excited and she prayed and in her prayer she referred to me as Pastor Ray and I thought I got one. We got, we got one. And ironically, that couple never did come. 
So anyway, you just have to follow God. You, you can't go on the whims of people. It's like, were they excited? Were they not excited? But uh, it was a good thing. I, I believe that they were, did not get overwhelmed and, and overly excited about it because it made me determine that I'm going to do, uh, uh, we're, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to do this. Yes, I don't want to say I because obviously there's a lot of other people involved in it. And some of you are even here today. And, and many, many of them already have gone home to be with the Lord and received their heavenly award. But uh, I just, I just purpose that, okay, these people are praying for a church, but a, a good majority of them were right at retirement age, so I could tell they weren't sure they wanted to put the energy into it. I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. We're going to do this, but we really need to do it well and, and, and show to them that we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be setting up every Sunday morning and tearing down every Sunday, and, you know, just this is, this is going to be for a real church, and so I took out a, a personal $10,000 line of credit on my home, and came into Berks County and launched the church. Bought 75 chairs and a little mini sound system. I think it was a total of like a $3,000 investment. I thought, wow, this is, you know, this is big bucks and some extra money to pay the rent on the, on the, on the building down here on Kenhurst Boulevard, a little doctor's office building. The 75 chairs filled the room. And, uh, but that's how we started church. And uh, so that was, uh, in, uh, that was in June of 1984 is when we started the full-time service. But uh, in January, February, and March of 1984, that was back before we had dial-up internet. That was back before we had computers. We had a manual typewriter. I remember going from the manual typewriter to an electric typewriter thinking, wow, we are really going. And I remember getting a fax machine. I thought, we are really cooking. We are high tech. We are really high tech. We have an electric typewriter Starlene here today. Have anyone seen Darlene? Is she hiding on me? All right. But uh, I remember the transition to go from manual to electric. That was a big step. And, of course, the rest is history. You, you know where we're at today. <laughs> and uh, all, all the advent of all the digital stuff has been quite an evolution. But it's been an exciting journey. It's been tumultuous at different seasons, but it's also been exciting, and it's also been uh, very trying, but it's also been very uh, rewarding. So I thank all of you for your prayers and your support. And again, I don't want to start naming names, because I'm afraid to just lift people out, but you know who you are, just the people that have been just uh, in the trenches all these years. It really is hard to believe that it's been 40 years. And you know, of course, most people don't start pastoring when they're 10, like I did, but... Uh, <laughs> I was actually, I think, I was, you know, I was 30 years old, and I thought Jesus only had to do this for three years. So I don't know what I did wrong, but I had to keep going for 40. But nonetheless, he, he, got, he got his part done in, in three. But uh, it, it's, it's been quite a pilgrimage and quite a journey. So uh, we, we, we're, we're excited about that. So and we're going to be looking forward to uh, just sharing a brief message with you this morning. Then we're going to uh, honor Pastor Vern and Alicia Martin. They have been ordained and licensed ministers through Lifeway Church in Lebanon. But uh, we're going to be transferring their credentials as, as ordained ministers and also licensed ministers under the umbrella of Grace Church. That's going to take place today. Then also going to be installing Pastor Vern as the new pastor president of Grace Church. But before we do that, I'm going to invite you to turn, if you have your Bibles with you or whatever device you're looking at the scriptures or you can follow the screen behind me, the book of Ephesians, which is in my opinion is the best summary of the gospel. 
If I was on a remote island someplace and I could only have one portion of the scripture, I'd say, I want the book of Ephesians. Give me the, give me Ephesians and say, what about an Old Testament book? I would have to go with, you know, with, uh, I'd have to go with Proverbs, wisdom and knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge and wisdom. I was thinking about that. You just finished a series called Fruit Salad. Knowledge is knowing that tomato is fruit. <laughs> wisdom is knowing not to put it into a fruit salad. <laughs> so they're different, all right? Knowledge and wisdom. But back to Ephesians. I just think the, the transformation that takes place in Ephesians chapter 2 from the uh, first three verses, you get the, the transformation into verses 4 through 10, that if they are experienced personally, bring us into a relationship uh, with, with Christ, and the, the, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ becomes a powerful reality within us. And so let's go ahead and, and, and read these verses and just really uh, allow the Spirit of God to speak to you in whatever manner that he has uh, in store for you today. So let's open up your ears and your hearts and be receptive to what the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you. But starting in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And you, this is taking each one of you, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So that's a very vivid, short description of what life is like apart from God, apart from having received the forgiveness of the shed blood of Jesus Christ into our lives. And so a, a quick snapshot of, but then the transition to go from there, you know, from, from our, our, our past reality into a new reality. Everyone say a new reality. So beginning at verse 4, it says, but God. Whenever you come to that but God, you have to really stop and think about, okay, there's, there's, there's a transition taking place, and it's going to be a good one. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy, not just a little bit of mercy, but he is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with, pay attention to the prepositional language, you know, together with, in him, through him, by him, together with, uh, prepositions connect things together. And so uh, the Apostle Paul's language uh, in his epistles, all the letters to the churches are filled with prepositional phrases. And uh, his revelation is a revelation of being in Christ. So whenever you read the epistles, if you can uh, purpose to like put yourself in a posture of, of the reality here is that I am in Christ. I received Jesus as my Savior, and I am, my life is in Christ. You're, you are in union with him. Anyway, I'm digressing. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with, everyone say together with. And then verse 6 says, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, just listen to the, you know, if you're listening to the language there, listening to the language, it's just very, very encouraging. And it's very stimulating to realize that he made us alive together with Christ. Made you alive together with Christ. Raised us up together with Christ and seated 
together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is your current reality as one who has accepted the forgiveness through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You receive Jesus into your life. This is your current reality. Now you say, well, what does that mean to be, uh, uh, to be made alive, to be raised up, and to be seated together with Christ? What, 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 does that, what position does that put me in? Well, if you just back up a couple of verses, you go back into chapter 1. Paul's prayer there is that we would, the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. That Basically, this prayer is saying he wants us all to understand and to comprehend the reality, the fullness of of the reality of what the, the, the work of the cross, what was accomplished at the work of the cross for us? Well, we were made alive, we were raised up, and we were seated together with him. But it even gets, uh, better, it even gets better when we realize, well, where is he seated? Well, Paul goes on to tell us that the work that God did in Christ, he included us in that work, and that Jesus Christ is seated in verse 21, of a chapter one says far above, everyone say far above, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things, say all things, all things under his feet. And he gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So when God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, when Jesus went to the cross, went to the grave, Holy Spirit descended, made him alive, raised him up. He ascended, seated at the right hand of God the Father, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named. And he has made you alive. He has raised you up, and he has seated you together with him. That is your spiritual heritage. That is where you are, uh, your current reality from a spiritual perspective. And when we realize that posture, it changes everything with how we govern our lives here on the earth today. How we go about representing Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. By the way, I like your uh, upcoming title for the Christmas series, Searching for a King. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So there's a kingdom government. It's how we rule our lives. It's our code of conduct through kingdom principles of, on, on the foundation of the love of God. But he did all this. Everything that I just shared with you that he did in verse 7, it goes on and tells us that in the ages to come. You say, well, that was so long ago. Wasn't that like 2,000 years ago? Yes, it was. But he said that in the ages to come, which includes now and on into the future, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches. Everyone say exceeding riches. Just want you to know God's not poor. The exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us. God is interested in showing his exceeding riches, the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, verse 8, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not a works list anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, that we should walk in them. In contemplating over the last several weeks, what do I want to share with the congregation at Grace Church on this Transition Sunday? Uh, sometimes it's been referred to as my last Sunday or my last message. I want you to know it's not my last Sunday and it's not my last message. <laughs> 
Pastor Vern said he'd have me come back. I'm just to let him know when we're back in Pennsylvania. So I fully anticipate seeing you all again and preaching from this uh, particular um, um, platform. So it's not my last. You'll, you'll know when it, my last one's, you'll, you'll know when that takes place, all right? <laughs> but it's, it's not today. <laughs> another day and another way, right, Jeff Miller? <laughs> Jeff Miller was in the hospital for some uh, surgery, having a tumor removed from his brain. And uh, right before surgery, I went in to pray with him. And of course, he was concerned about it. Am I going to see you tomorrow? And if I don't, everything's going to be okay. I said, Jeff, another day. In another way. And he's back there doing audio this morning. That was how many years ago? Amen. Another day in another way. So I realized that this is really some of my, my, uh, my, my favorite scriptures, and I wanted to share this with you. And, and the point that has been so precious to me over the years and has been an anchor and a go-to for my life, and I just wanted to share it with you, is that uh, we're saved by grace, you having been made alive, you having been raised up, and you having been seated together with Christ from a spiritual inheritance, a spiritual position, was a work of the grace of God. You did nothing to earn it. You didn't deserve it. It's God who is rich in mercy and in his great love loved you. Now, here's what I want you to know. Most people don't have a problem with what I just said, but we struggle with now that I received his great mercy, now that I saved his exceeding grace into my life, now that I became a, what we refer, we call ourselves children of God, I became a Christian, now that my sins have been forgiven, now that I'm in the body of Christ, now the work begins. We switch from all that exceeding grace over to a works mentality. Now I need to do this. Now I must do this. Now I need to do this. Now I need to do this. And now I need to do this. And then we get into church and the church says, and you ought to do this and you ought to be this and you ought to come here and you, you should be at this level by now. And we forget all about the grace of God. It says we are born, we are saved by grace through faith not of works, it is a gift, the faith that you have to receive Christ, that, that's a gift to you. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, for or because we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Continue, my friends, loved ones, family of God here at Grace Church, continue in the exceeding riches of God's mercy the abundance of his grace be upon you and continue to walk in it. What you do, yes, there's things to do. There's things that, there's, there's, there's things we are to grow in, but we do continue all of that in the grace, the strength of almighty God. And that's available to us 24-7 because God made you alive, raised you up, and seated you together with him far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. Don't be devil conscious, be God conscious, be Holy Spirit conscious, be grace conscious, be mindful of the things of God. Not that you deny works of darkness. We're not ignorant. We don't put our head in the sand, but we're raised up far above all that stuff. If you have a message for him, write it under your shoe. All right? But use your breath to praise the Lord. Amen? Praise God. God love you. I love you. Nancy and I love you.
And the grace of God will continue to manifest abundantly in your life going forward. And just continue to draw on that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Pastor Vernon and Alicia, if you would come to the platform. How are you doing today? Good. Everyone's saying, how, yeah. how are you doing, Pastor Ray? I say, I'm, I believe I'm doing okay. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm feeling well. And I tell people, I don't know what I'll be feeling like when this is all over. But, <laughs> but I am honored. And I believe I speak on behalf of the congregation here at Grace Church. Nancy and I are thrilled that uh, this process of transitioning, the succession plan has been, as you heard, has been in process for a number of years. And it's a, it's a pleasure to stand on this platform this morning uh, with the agreement, uh, unanimous agreement of the Board of Trustees for uh, this transition to take place this morning. So it, it is quite an honor, and uh, we're, we're thrilled. So at this moment, I'd like to uh, pray over you concerning the, the ordination and the licensing and to bring that under the umbrella of Grace Church. Our, our bylaws of, of the Grace Church are make room for that. And so we want to honor that and, and, and uh, bestow that upon you this morning. So in, in uh, Vern and, Pastor Vern and Alicia, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, as Paul's writing this to Timothy, he says, be an example to the believers. Mm-hmm. And he gives them several different areas. Be an example to the believers, number one, in word. Number two, in your conduct. Yes. Number three, in your love. Number four, in spirit. Mm -hmm. Number five, in faith and in purity. Mm -hmm. And so to to be an example. You've heard it before. You've been in ministry long enough. It's like living in a fishbowl. People are watching. Uh, People like to watch more than they listen sometimes. But nonetheless, (laughs) as you purpose to be an example, everything's going to be good. Then he goes on and says, give attention to reading. Read the word of God. Not just yourselves, but read it to the church. Read it. Uh, Give uh, attention to exhortation, to the doctrine of Scripture, and do not neglect the gift that is in you. It's a very special gift that you have, and uh, we want to honor that this morning. So in the name of Jesus, name above all names, I thank you for Vern and Alicia Martin. Mm -hmm. And I thank that they have accepted, believing that this is a Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. calling, a Holy Spirit equipping, a Holy Spirit appointment, that they come under the umbrella of Grace Church. So, Father, we set them apart as being licensed and ordained ministers of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. May the anointing and the wisdom of Almighty God rest on them. Mm-hmm. May the mantle of honor and love and humility rest upon them as they lead and as they minister and as they lead by example as much as by word. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Father, for great grace to rest on Vern and Alicia. Thank you, Lord God, for 
blessings and grace and favor on their family as well mm -hmm. in the precious name of Jesus. Name that is above all names. Amen. 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 Praise God. I'm going to ask my prayer partner, Daniel, to join me. Thank you, Daniel. Back to uh, the scripture that I started out with in Acts chapter 20, 24. I said, it's my life verse. I'm not trying to say that has to be yours, but I'm using it as an example that, uh, that I'm to, to finish the race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So as you well know, you've, you've, you've noticed that when you started checking out Grace Church, there's been a strong emphasis and foundation here of the, of the grace of God. Yep. And so uh, you, you embrace that, and I appreciate that in you, and I know that that's, that's in you big time as well. But as the Apostle Paul is at this particular conference, and he's, he's uh, addressing the leaders at the Church of Ephesus, I want to use these scriptures. I want to just point out a few things that I think are are fitting in this situation this morning. So he said that I might finish the, ministry, finish the race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus and to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Then verse 25 said, And indeed, now I know that you all among you whom I have gone preaching the kingdom will see my face no more. That's not quite that <laughs> applicable here. You will see my face again, all right? Uh, then in verse 26, it says, Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not avoided declaring to you the whole counsel yeah. of God's word. Yeah. And I know that's your conviction as well. You, 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 the both of you, are, you, you have a determination to teach the whole gospel of God and to be very balanced and, 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 and to teach the word in, in truth and not to get off on the rabbit trails. And then in verse 28, it says, Therefore, because of all this, is therefore, take heed to yourselves. So it's important that you take care of yourselves, mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally, physically. Mm -hmm. Just take care of yourselves. There's nothing wrong with taking time to take care of yourself because you can only lead to the degree of fitness that you have. And so he's telling them to take heed to yourselves and to all the flock. So yes, you take care of yourself, but you take care of all the people that God sends your way. Among which the Holy Spirit is making you, has made you, and is making you an overseer. And that's what's happening here today. To shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So there's several things in here. He's making you an overseer. And to shepherd, you are not the chief shepherd. You are the under-shepherd under the Lord Jesus Christ. You're being appointed as the shepherd of Grace Church to take the mantle of leadership and to shepherd this church and all the people that God sends this way. You do that in the spirit of grace. And to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. It'll serve you well to always remember that Jesus paid the ultimate price. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like you're doing it. 
Uh, there's been times when Nancy and I felt like we're paying the ultimate price, but always remind yourself, I didn't, I, I didn't die on a cross. Uh, so he paid the ultimate price. He purchased all of us. We're all purchased with his blood. And so, and then he gives a, a, a quick admonition. The next two verses he says, be mindful. There'll be people rise up from the inside, unfortunately. And sometimes attacks come from the inside and then other attacks will come from the outside. He refers to them as ravaging wolves. And attacks are never pretty. They're always ugly. But don't be blindsided by it. Be smart, be wise, and you'll get through all of it. Amen. Amen. And then in verse 32, he says, so now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. So I'm commending you, Pastor Vern Martin, as you become lead pastor. I'm commending you to the grace of God. I know it's the grace of God that brought you here. It's the grace of God's going to keep you here, and the grace of God's going to lead you on. Amen. All right? Because it tells us here that not only commending them to the grace of God and to the word of his grace, and he says, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And so uh, one more scripture. I shared with you my favorite epistle and my favorite Old Testament book is Proverbs. My favorite gospel is Mark. And so uh, in Mark chapter 10, see if I can find it here real quickly. In Mark chapter 10, it's verse 45. And Mark's gospel, it's, I love it. It's a very fast-moving, quick, miracles, salvations, supernatural things taking place. But it moves quickly. But the primary message of Mark's gospel is captured in one single verse. I'm going to leave that with you today. Where Jesus himself is quoted as saying, For the Son of Man, that's the title that Jesus used when he referred to himself. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. So Vern, Martin, my question to you this morning, and I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, will you promise to follow the example of Jesus and to testify to the gospel of the grace of God? And will you, as becoming pastor president of Grace Church, commit, commit to following the example of Jesus and continue the tradition of a with the attitude of, I didn't come to be served, but I have come to Grace Church, along with my wife, Alicia. I have come here to serve these beautiful people. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. And do you all receive. And will you all affirm for Pastor Byrne as becoming Pastor President, will you receive him in that capacity? Yes. Amen. Amen. That's, Daniel, I'm going to ask you to, I'm going to pray over Vern for this transition, and I want you to pronounce your blessing on it. Amen. Daniel's been my prayer partner for many, many years. We still connect long distance on the phone, but, uh, and I know he's going to continue to pray for Pastor Vernon and Alicia as well. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for this honor to pass the baton of the anointing, the mantle of leadership 
of being lead pastor president of Grace Church in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Father, may your anointing rest on Pastor Vern in this capacity in a way that he has never experienced. Grace him with an abundance of wisdom from heaven that is peaceable. Grace him with an abundance of grace and mercy, Mm -hmm. wisdom and insight. Mm -hmm. And as Vern and Alicia purpose to love on the people here, Mm -hmm. bring leadership to the congregation here at Grace Church. Mm -hmm. I pray for the congregation of Grace Church to love this couple, to love their family, Mm -hmm. to pray for them, and to believe that God has good things in store. It's been an honor to serve for 40 years, and it's a distinct honor to be able to pass this responsibility, this leadership, and this anointing on you as not only my nephew, but now pastor, president of Grace Church. God bless you richly in the grace of Almighty God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Daniel, bless it. Shall we, all be, <laughs> shall we all be on our feet as we pray? <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, it is you, O oh God, who said in your word that you will build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Father, we pray that, Lord, you will bless this transition. We ask, O God, that you will open the heavens and you will pour your blessings Mm -hmm. over this transition. Father, there's been many transitions that were done in the flesh Mm. has caused the breakdown of churches, have caused factions within the body, but not in this place, O God. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus for prosperity, for growth, for your presence even in this place. We ask to God for your anointing over Pastor Van and Alicia. Mm-hmm. Father, anointing to preach your word in season and out of season. We pray for the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, Father, to overcome them too. Um, to fill them, may they be filled with the spirit of wisdom, O oh God. Father, to walk in step with you. Mm-hmm. The Father, O oh God, being president and lead pastor of Grace Church, O oh God, will not cause him to rely on his own wisdom. Right. But in all of his ways, he will acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. Father, that he will not take a step without you, O God, ordering it. For your word says that the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Mm -hmm. So Father, may you order their steps. May you lead them, O God, into your will and your purpose for Grace Church. We thank you, God, even for the great things that, Lord, you are about to do. And just like Pastor Ray read in Ephesians 1.17, the Lord you will open the eyes of their understanding, O God. Mm -hmm. 
Father, you God even to have extend love to those who are weak and needy. That Father, Lord God, you will work in and through them in times when um, it feels like they are being attacked or they feel alone. That Lord, you will show up and you will strengthen and empower them, O God, just like you did for Jesus at the Mount of Transfiguration, O God. That all the time, O God, you will, you will cause these transfigurations in their lives, O God. The moments of revelation, moments of your presence, moments of empowerment, moments of you, O God, more and more of you in their lives, O God. I pray in the name of Jesus, O God, that uh, through their leadership, through the work they do as ministry of God is going to reach backs and beyond Amen. salvation Amen. into the kingdom. Amen. We thank, thank you, you God, even for the prosperity of the church under their leadership. We thank you, God, that this place is exploding with souls, with souls. And Father, we thank you, God, also for laborers, laborers, laborers. To help volunteers, O oh God, we thank you. That Father, Lord God, they will not even lose sight of the mission. They will not lose sight of the mission, O oh God. But that Father, you will always cause the, the call for which you have placed on their lives, O oh God, even to become clearer and clearer each day. Just like Pastor Ray had a, a life scripture of Acts 20. Uh, 24. Father, you will give them a new life scripture, oh God, for Grace Church. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Well. Preach. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Pastor Vernon and Alicia have a few words they want to share with you as well. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Well, thank you for. Thank you for being here, for your prayers. Uh, your prayers and your uh, support are invaluable. Amen. And um, we're so honored. Um, I, I just want to honor Pastor Ray for um, what I call finishing well. And I know you're not done, but, uh, you know, this, this particular role that God has given you in our culture and um, even in... Uh, the U.S. of A., some areas of toxic leaders, in, in, even in church, celebrities, denom various denominations and politics are not finishing so well. Given into various perversions of the day, toxicity of the day, um, Pastor Ray has run the race and, and done well and stayed clear and finished well. And it leaves a legacy for us, a healthy, very rich legacy for us to build upon. 
And I was so thankful for that as I meditated about this weekend that the legacy of what's been built here at Grace Church with uh, the Sensenig family and, and then all the folks like you that have sewn in is a rich legacy that can very easily be kept going and, and, and we can keep building. Amen, somebody? <clears throat> so we're so honored and blessed and, and excited to be entrusted with this calling and this responsibility and, and of course, this endeavor. Um, and, and we graciously receive the baton, right? <laughs> the mantle of leadership, and we're going to run the race that is set before us. And so there is an interesting verse that I want to bring out to you today that I've been thinking about all week and thinking about how to say this without um, getting too strange about it. But uh, Jeremiah 117 says this, but you dress yourselves for work. Now, in the King James Version, it says, gird up your loins. That's, that's what I meant. It's an interesting verse. What does that mean? It says, arise and say to them everything that I have commanded you. But in the, in the English language, it says, prepare yourself and dress yourself basically to get moving. And so what they would do, this is my mini message for today. What they would do back in Bible times, see, they would, they would uh, when it was time to work, they had long tunics that they wore, both men and women, right? And, and they, they brought the loose ends of their tunic and they would tuck them into the girdle or the belt that they wore, which gave their legs freedom to run or freedom to mount the horses to go into battle or freedom to get to work, right? And so this is what they, they called girding up their loins, right? They would basically turn their tunics into shorts so they could run and not, grow, not get entangled, right? And so as I was meditating upon this, it felt like the Holy Spirit was reminding me that it's time for us, time for you, to prepare ourselves in that way. In our culture, we would use a phrase more so roll up your sleeves and get into it. Rather, that's what we would say because we don't wear tunics. Uh, you won't see me wearing a tunic, most likely. Uh, you might, but I... <laughs> right? And so that's, that's what they were talking about. And in First Peter, it's actually in the New Testament too, they, uh, the King James uses that same language, but in English language, it's therefore preparing your minds for action. The King James says, gird up the loins of your mind. It actually, it actually says, prepare your minds for action, uh, and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that is indeed what we are doing. That is what I'm calling us to do as a body. Why? Because we're here to run the race with you and to continue running this race and establishing the kingdom in this place and in this region um, as uh, Ray's daughter said today on the video, from Berks and beyond. I might adopt that phrase. I like that. From Berks and beyond, right? You said something uh, like that on the video. Uh, to see the full ministry of Jesus Christ established and, and revealed to as many people as possible in our lifetime. Amen. That is, that is why we're here. So thank you for receiving us as pastors um, and leaders and into your hearts and many of your homes already. And this church family, um, we do feel adopted already into, into this culture um, and in this region. We're already amazed at all that God has done among us. And um, we even heard some stories yesterday of what God is doing in the lives of people and in their families and some healing testimonies, which we're, we're anxious to talk about again. Um, so we fully expect that the God of miracles is still working among us and will further display his glory and his love and his faithfulness 
as we commit this ministry and we commit our lives again and again to his lordship. Amen. Um, and uh, Alicia, I'm going to give you a moment to say a few words as well. And then I have Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to just share a little bit. I won't preach a sermon, but I just, I wanted to say thank you, first of all, for welcoming us into the Grace Church family. We've gotten to know a lot of you. There's a lot more of you that we look forward to getting to know, but really thank you. Thank you for welcoming us and inviting us to be a part of what God's doing in Berks County. And we feel really honored to be pastors here, to be shepherding. And we don't take that lightly. It really is a calling from the Lord, but we want to run this race well, just like Pastor Ray did for all of those years. And I was thinking too about the, I think it was a banner or something that said expect a miracle. And I, I, that was stirring in my heart again this week that God is really doing something in this season. And I think we're going to see many more miracles. And that is a part of the heritage here at Grace Church. So we're going to just be praying into that and say, God, yes, we expect you to work miracles because you are a miracle working God. And uh, yeah, there's many many more things that God wants to do. And we're gonna build on that really strong foundation that Pastor Ray is passing on to us as a heritage that we're building on. And we love you all. Thank you. And finally, thank you. I didn't tell my kids that I was gonna do this, but a lot of you in the last uh, seven or eight months have asked about our family. And today they're all together in the same building, which is really rare nowadays. Our kids are all young adults and, and, and really all over the place at college and everywhere else. But they're all here today. Um, our oldest is, is Cassandra, our second is Alexis, our third is Dominic, and our fourth is Brianna. Alexis here with her boyfriend, soon to be fiance, Marshall. <laughs> Alicia's mom and dad are here, Calvin and Steph. And anyway, they have also shown their love and support for what God is doing with us and our transition over to Grace Church. And I just want you to know that you can, only you all put your hand in the air that way you're not too embarrassed, you know? <laughs> okay. But um, if you want to talk to them and see them, some of you have asked us who our kids are, you know, and stuff like that. So you're, they're here today for just a bit yet, and, and we just are thankful, thankful for your love and support. That mean, has meant a lot to us um, through this transition. And so finally, I guess, finally, hey, we love you incredibly. We've fallen in love with this culture, with, with you as church families. And we're so looking forward to getting to know many of you so much better and to live life with you and to just to continue preaching the gospel of grace again to as many people as possible um, in our lifetime. Amen. Amen. And so I guess back to you, Pastor Ray, um, and more some other time. And hey, I, I also am looking forward to the day when Pastor Ray can come back and, and just see how the family has flourished and grown. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll visit us again, I'm sure, probably when the weather's warm. Um, yeah. so. Love you guys so much. Burn, stay here. Hang on. Photo op. Photo booth. Alicia, there you go. Oh, picture. Picture. <laughs> Give it up for Ola. All right, thank you. Hey, guys are blessed. Thank you.
Amen. Thank you so much. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Megan, hang on a second, Nancy. <laughs> Tyler and Megan, come on up. I don't think any of my other children are here. Uh, Charlie was here yesterday. Many of you got to see Charlie and his family. But uh, if you are here, you need to come up here right now. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's, yes, it's been a 40-year run. And like I said earlier, I certainly didn't do it all by myself. And it's, it's been many, many people have been very instrumental in Grace Church being what Grace Church is today. And uh, all thanksgiving goes to God and all thanksgiving to all of you that have played a part of role and will continue to play a vital role in it. But for the last 28 years or so, Nancy has been my number one armor bearer. And, uh, it's good. and my go-to for as a consultant to, to complain on her shoulders. <laughs> And, she to, and for she to point me back to the right direction again to where I, I where need to be going. But also, Tyler and Meg, I want to thank you for, I don't know if it was a sacrifice or not, but I don't think it was. But, <laughs> but anyway, for all that you have sacrificed and for your dedication and your commitment and Tyler uh, being down in Florida and attending the church that we've been attending, that's a very large church, but I find myself sitting in front of the, the, the drummer on Sunday mornings than a, a week or two ago, I got all teary-eyed thinking, I never realized how much the two of us have been on the stage together here. And so, uh, thank you. It's been special. It's been special. Megan, you're live here at Grace Church, smiling and walking around, sucking your thumb until you're like eight years old. <laughs> Cost me ten thousand dollars in orthodontic orthodontic fees to straighten out that bad habit, but but also just a real a real uh, advocate in the children's ministry and just a, a, a big help in the, in the children's wing for many many years. And Nancy, just thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amen. You all may be seated. Thank you. You can just sit. Okay, guys, come on. So, how do you finish it up? How do you, what's the last parting words you want to, uh, parting words for today's service, for this transition service? What all do I want to say? I want to say so many things. There's so many things to say, so many things I could say, and I thought, how do I say it? And I just kept rehearsing it over and over again. And here, about two months ago, I thought, you know what? Uh, it's, been, it's been about the grace of God. It's been about the grace of God. And I thought, how can I just leave a blessing? And how do I communicate a blessing? And I thought, about the blessing song. And I thought, but I can't sing. You don't want me to sing. That would not bless you. So I asked Nathan to 
if he would ask Christina, because I remember when she first introduced the blessing song here at Grace Church, it just really touched my heart. And so would you please welcome the worship team as they do the blessing song and consider this to be an expression of our love and our heart's desire for you and for generations to come. And I would just thrill my heart if I find out in a couple months or in a couple years that Grace Church has multiplied its three, four times the size it used to be. That to me would just be generational blessings. And that's what I desire, that's what I see. And uh, I believe it's a good foundation here. And so, love you. All right, Christine, are you ready? Here we go, one. No, okay, you got it all by.
thank him for his shalom, amen. The peace of God be upon you as you go today. We love you all. God bless you. We'll see you again next week.